Easter Woodlands Church. Yeah, you yeah. ready to celebrate? Yeah. yeah. You, can, you can be seated. <laughs> Without Easter, there's no reason to celebrate. But Easter has turned our sadness and mourning into celebration because Jesus Christ is alive. I heard about a man who took a vacation to Israel with his wife and mother-in-law, and during their trip to the Holy Land, his mother-in-law unexpectedly passed away. And the authorities felt really bad about it, and they told the man, we're so sorry about your loss. We want you to know you can bury your mother-in-law here in the Holy Land, and we'll take care of all the expenses. Or, of course, you can ship the body back to the States, but it'll cost around $20,000. Right away, the man said, we'll ship her home. And they said, are you sure you want to incur that expense? And the man said, definitely, because I know that a man died and was buried here uh, 2,000 years ago, and he rose from the dead, and I can't take that chance. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. As a, as a mother-in-law. <laughs> I, I, I wanna, wasn't talking about you, I honey. I want to apologize You're ma- I, for my husband and his insensitivity <laughs> to, <laughs> She told me not to tell that joke, but uh, I just had to because I said, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about any of the mother-in-laws here today or (laughs) Woodland Church or anywhere in the world. Just that one. That's all I was talking about. (laughs) We're calling this year's Easter service the breakthrough of Easter because of the greatest breakthrough of all time that we're celebrating. It happened that very first Easter morning when Jesus Christ broke through the grave and rose again. Let's look at Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. After the Sabbath, at dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. At dawn on that first Easter Sunday, the earth began to shake, the rock shattered, the stone rolled away, and Jesus broke through the grave, and he rose again. And because Jesus broke through the grave on that first Easter, we can experience a breakthrough in our lives this Easter. So let me ask you, Do you need a major breakthrough in some area of your life? Is there something in your life that you've desperately tried to change? You've tried everything and nothing changes. Do you need a breakthrough in your marriage? Do you need a breakthrough in your business or in your finances? Mm -hmm. Do you need a breakthrough to break out of anxiety or depression? Do you need a breakthrough to break free from a destructive habit or an addiction? I got good news for you today. Easter is all about breakthrough. On Palm Sunday, the disciples walked with Jesus into Jerusalem, and the crowds cheered. They waved palms, and the disciples thought Jesus was getting ready to break through and set up his kingdom on earth, and they were going to be right there with them and experience all the glory. But one week later, Jesus had been crucified, and the disciples were stunned. They just never saw it coming. This wasn't the way it was supposed to go. This wasn't the plan. Instead of breakthrough, it was complete breakdown. But breakdown always comes before breakthrough. Breakdown always comes before breakthrough. In fact, breakdown is where you'll find your breakthrough. 
when you get to that place where you've tried so hard to hold it all together and everything still falls apart and you're left sitting in the ashes of your failure and your weakness, it's usually only then that we turn to the God of the breakthrough. Breakdown is where you'll find your breakthrough. So are you at a point of breakdown? Are you at a point of breakdown in some area of your life? Did you just experience a relationship breakup? Is your marriage breaking down? Is it a financial breakdown? Or maybe you're so burned out you feel like you're having a nervous breakdown. Or maybe it was a betrayal breakdown where someone betrayed your trust and broke your heart. Are you at a place of breakdown? The place of breakdown feels awful. I wanna be honest with you, we all know that it can be so painful, but it's only at the place of breakdown that you finally realize how powerless and broken you really are, and then you can turn to the God of the breakthrough. And maybe you're at the place of breakdown right now this Easter. The good news is breakdown always comes just before breakthrough. And you're at the perfect place to experience a divine breakthrough this Easter. Growing up, I never understood why the Friday before Easter was called Good Friday. It seemed like the day that Jesus was crucified would be remembered as Horrible Friday or Agony Friday or maybe mankind's worst day ever. It was years until it finally hit me that there's no resurrection without a crucifixion. Maybe you've heard the Easter story so many times that when you get to the part about Jesus dying on the cross, you kind of tune out because you already know the end of the story. You know how this goes. And I get that because that's how I feel when I watch a movie with Carrie that he has already seen. I love surprises and Carrie cannot keep a surprise. I love surprise. I love giving away surprises, being the first to tell about the surprise. (laughs) Three days before a surprise party, you got to watch out. Really, we don't, in our family, we don't tell Carrie if we're planning a surprise party for, even for someone else because we know we can't pull it off if he knows. And if I'm watching a movie with him and he already has seen it, then it never goes well because he simply can't help but give away the ending. He'll point out foreshadowing and say, hey, did you notice the guy with the hat over there off to the side? You're going to want to keep your eye on him. I'll say, no, don't tell me. I'm helping you out, babe. <laughs> or he'll, he'll give away, something away and he'll say, um, yeah, see that good guy there? He's actually a double agent. You'll see. I say, no, just don't tell me. I want to be surprised. It makes me want to stop watching the movie altogether. I just want to say, okay, let's just turn it off. If I already know what's going to happen, it's not. I, don't, I, don't, I can't get engaged. But I feel like for many of us, if you've heard the gospel message before, It's easy to miss how utterly astounding the resurrection of Jesus was on that day when he came out of the grave. He was alive again, even though the Messiah's death and resurrection had been foretold all through scripture. And even though Jesus had told his followers what was in store, no one had expected him to actually come to life again here on this earth. So when Jesus was whipped and cruelly nailed to a Roman cross, the only people who were calling that day a good day were his enemies. His family, his disciples, his followers, they were crushed. But you see, our God is a God of surprises. And the story wasn't over. 
Three days later, Jesus broke out of the tomb, breaking the power of sin and death forever. The tomb had held this glorious surprise that only our God could have conceived. And our God is still a God of surprises. He has surprises for us all the time, but so often we don't even notice them because we're so focused on our troubles, the things that might be going wrong. We forget to notice. We don't even look for the way he wants to surprise us and remind us of his presence. Take this rock. I have a rock here, and my family knows I really like rocks. I have a thing for rocks. If we ever go on vacation somewhere, I always come back with luggage that's 10 pounds overweight because it's full of rocks. I just happen to see interesting rocks. I like them. And this rock is just not even that great as far as rocks go. Um, Rocks are one of the most common plain things on the planet. And to be uglier than the average rock like this one is really saying something. So if you're outside looking around and you thought, wow, look at all the beauty out here. I see flowers, trees swaying in the wind. Look at the colors of the leaves. Look at the sky. Look how beautiful this is. If you're looking for something beautiful, most of us would just not even notice this ugly rock. We wouldn't take a second look. It does, it's not worth our attention. But we would be missing out if we didn't look closer. Because this is a stone with a secret. I'm going to show you. Okay. You get to see this in real life here. And we'll see if it works. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, guys, this is a an, good one. This is a really great one. Yeah. You came to a good service, guys. Yeah. So I don't know what's in them either. Until I crack them open. But look at this. I don't know if you can see this, but this is a geode. And it is a rock that's full of these amazing crystals. At first glance, geodes just look like ugly rocks. They give no clue about the treasure inside. You have to crack them open to discover their inner beauty. And because I know this is a little hard for you to see, I want you to take a look. This is a geode that's been cut open. Look at the surprise that God had in store here. It just looks like an ugly black rock on the outside. But yet there's so much beauty on the inside. There's geodes come in all sizes. The biggest one that's been found so far is about 26 feet across. It's a boulder that contained this incredible treasure. So here's the thing. That big ugly obstacle that's in your life, the one that seems immovable, that agonizing situation, that painful relationship, that big mistake that you wish you could just erase from your life, the thing you did that you feel is just breaking you in two, that right there, that big ugly rock, there's treasure to be found there. Now, breaking is painful, but Even though it hurts, I want you to know that if you find yourself in that place today, if you're in the place where you feel like, yeah, this big ugly rock is just in the way and I'm, I I feel trapped, I feel stuck. The breaking may seem unbearable, but hang on because that pain that you feel is temporary, but the breakthrough that it brings will be forever. You see, Jesus Christ can bring beauty from brokenness to absolutely anything. 
There's nothing, absolutely nothing that he cannot turn upside down and inside out and bring beauty out of. And so if it feels like your life is breaking apart, hold tight to Jesus because he will hold tight to you and Jesus can turn death to life. There is nothing too hard for him. I don't know what we would do without him. He is our hope. Hang on tight to Jesus. Well, there is a barrier that needs to be broken down. There's an insurmountable barrier that we could never break through, and it's the great barrier of our sins. And it's our sins that separated us from sinless God. You see, God loves us so much, and yet God is perfect and holy, and we've all sinned. We've all walked away from God. We've all disobeyed God. The Bible says all of us have sinned, and we've fallen short of God's perfection. And you may think, you know what? Sure, I've sinned. I've made mistakes, but I've done a lot of good things. I'm not that bad. I think God's going to let me into heaven one day. I'm a pretty good person. Or you think, I'm better than a lot of people around me, but you're comparing yourself to the wrong ones. You have to compare yourself to the only one who is perfect. And we don't measure up to God, but God loves us so much that he wants us to have a relationship with him. But there's no way we could because of the great wall that separates us from God's perfection and perfect heaven. And that's why God broke through the wall so that we could have a relationship with him. It says in Colossians 2.13, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. I have here a spike that's kind of like the Roman spikes that they used to nail Jesus' hands and his feet onto that cross. And when Jesus took the spikes, his hands were nailed to the cross. He shed his perfect sinless blood and It says he also took the record of all my sins, all of my sins, every wrong thought, every bad attitude, you know, everything, all of my selfishness and pride, he took it upon himself, and that list was long, and he took it upon himself, and it was nailed to the cross and canceled out. All your sins, all my sins. What an amazing thing. Let me illustrate it this way. You see, we've all sinned, We've all disobeyed God, and we've kind of built the wall ourselves, brick by brick, with all our selfishness, every lie, every harsh word, lust, pride, really every wrong thought, We built the wall ourselves just brick by brick that separates us from perfect holy God. And God can't tolerate sin and yet he loves us so much. And that wasn't a dilemma for God, it was a dilemma for us. We built the wall that separated us from God. But God loved us so much that he wanted to break that wall down. But here's the thing. So many times, we try to take the wall down ourselves by our own good works. It's called religion. It's trying to follow rules, rituals, and regulations, and we think, oh yeah, I'm doing good, I'm a pretty good person, and 
and we feel like we're taking the wall down. We look good on the outside. Everything's coming down. Everyone thinks, oh, yeah, that's a good guy. That's a good gal. They're doing a lot of good things. But the problem is, all of our good works don't get us to perfect God. The Bible says all of our good works are like filthy rags to God. But God loves us so much, and he's so desired to break through that here's what he did. When he took the nails, and this is kind of like a hammer that they used, then it cracked. Well, yeah. I get mad at that wall each and every service, and it has come down every service. I'm not going to leave that wall standing just to say, oh, Jesus is still hitting that wall. No. We're still hitting that wall, still trying to get to him, but Jesus said, I love you enough that I sent my only son, and when he took the nails, that wall shattered, and so now he comes to us, and we can have a relationship with him again, and he can take us to perfect heaven one day. Why? Because of what he's done. All we have to do is receive it. Last year in Belton, Texas, at a rodeo, there was a bullfighter, bull rider named Cody Hicks. And when his turn came to do the bull riding, the gate opened, the bull charged out, and really quickly, Cody was thrown very violently to the ground and he lay there unconscious. And as he lay there motionless and the crowd was just gasped all at once, the bull turned around back toward Cody, and this all happened just in a split second, turned back toward Cody with his head lowered, you know, his horns out, ready to charge back at him as he lay motionless on the ground. And then something really surprising happened because all in this same split second timing when time seems to slow down, the bull's turned, he's laying on the ground, someone jumps out of the stands and just throws their body over Cody's to take the blows for him from this bull, the blows that everyone could see was coming. And the man who did that was his father. His dad was there watching his son and in that moment where, as the crowd, all they had time to do was gasp, this father jumped over the fence into the ring, and seeing that clearly the bull was about to attack whoever was there, he put his body between the bull and his son. Just take a look at this picture. Yeah, that's his dad protecting him. And the reason I want you to see this is because I want you to know this is just a shadow of the picture of the heart of love that your heavenly father has for you. Because when you're in a place where you feel like you can do nothing, you, you're hopeless, you can do nothing, you don't know where to turn, he's right there protecting you, covering you with his love. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ was covering you with his love on that day. You know, a lot of people 
wrote this incident up in the newspapers. And they said, you know, uh, this dad, man, father of the year, no doubt. He got father of the year. Well, let me tell you who the father, not just the year of all your years, of all our days, of all our lives is. It's our heavenly father because he will never let us down. He is close. He's always near to you. And he will always take care of you. This is my prayer for you. It's in Ephesians 3.18. That you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. That intense love that this father showed for his son when he jumped into the bullring. That's how God loves you. That's just the tiniest bit of the idea of the love that he had for you, that he was showing, that Jesus was showing for you and he spread out his arms on that cross. His motivation was love. He loves you. He loves you. If there's one thing that we could want you to know before you leave today is that God loves you. His motivation for everything he does for you is in love. 1 John 3.16 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. But to realize what my selfishness, my sins mean to someone who loves me so much in the way that Jesus showed on the cross, well, that makes me want to know him. What kind of love is this? Do you think that bull riding son ever had to question again if his dad loved him or not? I mean, I think the rest of his life he'd go back to that point and say, you know what, maybe I don't understand what my dad's doing right now, but I trust him because I know he loves me and he he wants the best for me. And knowing that your father loves you, your heavenly father loves you, makes you want to know him, want to follow him, want to obey him, not just out of fear, but out of love, want to spend time with him. Christ died for our sins and we can never, ever be the same again once we realize his heart of love. Yeah, because of Jesus, we have endless hope. And without him, only a hopeless end. But being filled with hope for the future doesn't mean that we'll always escape suffering in the present. Sometimes God answers our prayers just as we'd like. And sometimes his answers are better than we could have even imagined. But sometimes, even though we ask for the hard to be removed, it stays. We may not understand this side of heaven. And we find ourselves in that waiting space between Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Suffering's great power is that it's an interruption of life. And if that's where you find yourself today, I want to remind you that this is not how your story ends. It's simply where it takes a turn that you didn't expect. That's what my dear friend Haley Odlazil has taught me. Shortly after graduating from college and right before her wedding to Taylor, she was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer. And this young couple um, are part of our church family. The news came as a devastating shock to them, their family, their friends, our church. And even though doctors informed them that Haley's life expectancy was extremely limited, Haley and Taylor got married as planned. And the Lord has sustained her so far over eight years. And we've gotten to see, yeah. 
it's been a tough journey. They've been, she's been in and out of remission. She's gone through every cancer treatment imaginable. And we've gotten to see a real-life miracle with our own eyes. We haven't yet seen the big surprise we were, we've been praying for, but the surprise we've been given is no less. Because we have watched a young hurting couple teach a master class in how to live, how to love, what matters and what doesn't matter. Haley's walked through every devastating treatment and she still shines with honesty and a zest for life that draws people to her like a magnet. And this Easter, I could think of no one better to share what real life is all about. Here's Haley. It's been said that everybody dies, but not everybody lives. How true is that, right? And when the cameras had been turned off, Haley said, I think of what Jesus did for me on the cross, and I think, if he can go through that, I can go through this. How many of us are able to say that today? of the tough stuff in our lives, that rock, the boulder, the thing that's in your life that you're struggling with? Is it the thing that overtakes us? Is it the thing we focus on all day long? Are we able to look to Jesus and say, you know what? If he did that, I can walk through this. Jesus promised that, uh, he said, you know, in this life, you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. If you know Christ, heaven is in your future. But here's the key so many of us miss. Jesus' resurrection means that not only will we live in heaven forever when we die, not only are our sins forgiven, but Christ's power is available for us today, in this day. The victory doesn't begin for us only when we die. The victory has already begun. Jesus has already given you the victory. We can walk through each day with grace and strength because we know who controls the future and we know who controls today. Good is not the opposite of hard. Hard is not the opposite of good. And it's this learning to walk through hard and good together and still keep our focus on Christ. That's the key to living the Christian life. Henry Nouwen said this. He said, The surprise is not that unexpectedly things turn out better than expected. No, the real surprise is that God's light is more real than all of the darkness. That God's truth is more powerful than all human lies. And that God's love is stronger than death. Like all those who love surprises, God has saved the best surprise for last. We can't even fathom what heaven will be like, but it's real. Heaven is real. Christ is real in your life. If you are a Christ follower, his power is real for you. The hope is real. That's why we celebrate Easter. Because Christ conquered death, we can have heaven in our future. Jesus said, If you believe in me, you will live forever in the place of perfect fulfillment and happiness. Mm. Heaven is a place that we can't imagine, but it's this place where we experience complete fulfillment. 
There's no way we can imagine it till we get there because it's beyond human words. But right now, folks, we live in a very broken and messed up world. It's filled with problems and pain. We're not in heaven yet. But because of Easter, we also have the promise that no matter what we go through in this life, he will give us the power to rise above it. Look at John 11, 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. I praise God for that. That we will, our heart will stop beating, but we'll live on forever in heaven if you're a Christ follower. Toward the end of Billy Graham's life, he was invited to speak at a conference near his hometown, and Dr. Graham stepped up to the podium. He looked at the crowd, and he said, I'm reminded today of Albert Einstein, the great physicist, who was once traveling from Princeton on a train when the conductor came down the aisle, punching the tickets of every passenger. And when he came to Einstein, Einstein reached into his vest pocket, and he couldn't find his ticket. So he reached into his pants pocket, it wasn't there. So he looked at his briefcase, but couldn't find it. And then he looked in the seat beside him, but he still couldn't find it. And the conductor said, Dr. Einstein, I know who you are. We all know who you are. I'm sure you bought a ticket, don't worry about it. Einstein nodded appreciatively, and the conductor continued down the aisle punching tickets. And as he was ready to move to the next car, he turned around and saw the great physicist down on his hands and knees, still looking for his ticket under his seat. And the conductor rushed back and he said, Dr. Einstein, don't worry, I know who you are. It's no problem, you don't need a ticket. And Einstein looked at him and said, young man, I too know who I am. What I don't know is where I'm going. (laughs) And then having said that, Billy Graham continued, see the suit that I'm wearing? It's a brand new suit. I went out and bought a new suit for this luncheon and one more occasion. You know what that occasion is, he said? This is the suit in which I'll be buried. But when you hear I'm dead, I don't want you to immediately remember the suit that I'm wearing. I want you to remember this. I not only know who I am, I also know where I'm going. I'm going to heaven. So let me ask you this, do you know you're going to heaven? You know where you're going. You see, God made a way to us, for us to get to heaven, but we have to receive that way. You see, for love to be love, it has to have the opportunity to be rejected. And God loves you so much, but he didn't want to create you with a computer chip in your brain where you were made to love him back. You were made to love him, but you get to choose. And he gave you that choice. And You can choose to love him back. You can choose to walk away from him and do it yourself, try to save yourself, or you can curse his name, or you can choose not to believe in him. Either way, he still loves you, and he gives you the choice. Do you want to know for sure you'll be in heaven one day? How do you get to perfect heaven? You receive that perfect Christ in his sinless blood, and you stop trying to save yourself, and you just receive the gift. You just receive the gift. Have you received that gift of Easter? There has to be a point in time in your life where you make that decision. You say, I want Christ to save me. I need Christ to save me. I can't get there on my own. I can't break through the wall. But he already did that, so I receive him into my life. I accept his free gift of heaven one day. I want you to take out from your, this little card that was given to you on the way in. You'll see a little square up there, a little box. I want every one of us to kind of think about where we're at spiritually today. 
Do you know where you're going? Do you know where you're at? Are you close to God? Are you far from God? Are you not sure that you'll be in heaven one day? The Bible says these things are written that you may know that you have eternal life. You can know. And so if you're already a Christ follower, you know you're a Christ follower. You've surrendered to Christ and accepted his free gift of forgiveness and salvation. Just put A, I already know Christ. A, just remember all that he's doing in your life and thank him for A. If you'd say, but Carrie, I don't know for sure, but I want to know for sure I'll be in heaven. I want to believe today. Just put a B there. I want to believe today. Something happens when you make the decision to write it down, and then we want you to take this card out to the foyer at the end of the service, and we've got a free gift for you, one of the books that Chris and I wrote to help you on your journey. I'm believing today. And if you'd say, Carrie, I'm considering Christ, but I've got a lot of questions, that's great. But see, I'm considering Christ. Take this out to the foyer. We'll give you Lee Strobel's book, The Case for Easter, that'll help you as you ask those questions that are always welcome. Have you ever, at a point in time in your life, believed and received and received the gift of Easter so that you can have life here on this earth and eternal life one day? I want us to stand. And I want us to bow our heads. Let's stand together. And if you've never received Christ, just pray this prayer. Just repeat it after me. And I want everyone here, every Christ follower, to pray this prayer too, to remind you of how he's in your life and to make those who've never prayed this feel more comfortable. Let's all pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus Christ, thank you for dying for me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to come into my life. I want you to direct my life. I accept your free gift of salvation. And I accept your free ticket to heaven one day. Thank you for saving me. Now help me grow in my faith. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, Christ came into your life and he'll never leave you. You can always remember Easter Sunday, 2023, at Woodland Church, you drove a stake in the ground, or maybe you were worshiping online and you prayed that prayer. Just click that thing that says, raise my hand, I receive Christ. I want us all to bow our heads again one more time. And if you prayed to receive Christ for the first time and you got it settled, would you just raise your hand while everybody's head is bowed and eyes are closed? Raise your hand. Something happens when you say, yes, me. I see those hands. Raise your hand. While every, yeah, raise your hand. I see you in the balcony. I see you all over. Raise your, it's not too, just raise your hand. Raise your hand. I'm going to be praying for you because Christ came into your life and he'll never leave you. Lord, I thank you for all those who received you. And I pray that you would grow them and strengthen them in every way. And Lord, I, I pray for every Christ follower that you would help us just realize that our time on earth is limited, but we have forever in heaven, so help us seize every moment. Help us say the things to the people we need to say them to. I love you, thank you, all those things. Lord, I know some of us need to go home and make some phone calls to people that have blessed our lives. Lord, they don't know it unless we say it. Help us say it now, and do it now, and give it now for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. You can be seated. We're going to, at this time, take our offering. And if you're a first-time guest, don't feel obligated to give. This is for our regular tenders. We give because we want to. And so 
There are many ways to give. You can go to wc.org slash give and get set up on our secure um, way to give there on the website. And then if you're online, you can do that right now. Or you can take out your smartphone and text the word GiveWC, one word to 77977. Or you can give stocks and assets. You can mail in a gift. But you give because you want to be more like God. For God so loved the world that he what? Gave. And then you give because you want to see God bless you back so you can be a greater blessing. You can't outgive God. And we're so grateful for all the missions and ministries of Woodland Church that are making such a difference. We can also give right here and right now. And so as our ushers come to give, I've got a couple of announcements to make. Chris and I are going to start a new series next weekend we're calling Now or Never. It's how to experience the change that you've been waiting for. Is there some area of your life you need to change in? And you're thinking, I need more energy. I need to get in shape. I need to do this. You know, I need to really focus in on my family more. I need to build my relationships more. I need to step out and go for that dream. What area do you need to change in? I need to get rid of that destructive habit. What area do you need to change in? Stop waiting. Oh, I'll do it one day. No, today is your someday. And we're going to talk about now or never and how you can experience that change. And God's going to change us through this series. So don't miss it next week. We're also having our spring family festival. We do this every year. Next weekend, before and after every service, we're going to have games and rides and food and fun. It's going to be amazing for the whole family. So kicking off the new series, our Woodland Spring Family Festival here at both of our campuses is going to be amazing. And by the way, we have a membership class coming up. And you can go to wc.org and sign up for that. And that's how you join Woodland Church. We also have a new believers class coming up. If you prayed to receive Christ, you ought to go on the website and sign up for that because you can ask all your questions Mm -hmm. and learn how to grow in your faith. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Woodland Church is starting a downtown campus. It'll be opening up Christmas this year, 2023. We're building the building right now. It's gonna be amazing. It's in the East River development right downtown. And we're gonna be reaching the city of Houston and ministering, doing missions down there in so many ways, and yeah. it's gonna be amazing. Just wanted you to know about that. Well, what I want us to do now is stand, because this last verse that I read, Jesus said to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die, and whoever lives by believing me will never die. That verse was said by Jesus yeah. right before he raised his friend Lazarus from the grave. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what? I'm gonna raise up Lazarus from the dead. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus stood up, took a step up, and he walked out of that grave. And that's what he says to us today. Hey, it's time to live. It's time to become alive. Stop just existing and going through life. It's time to rise up, and it's time to live in my power to trust me and to step out in faith and keep taking those steps, even those baby steps. When you do that, God takes you the rest of the way, and he brings you to life. Because he was raised from the dead, we can rise up, and we can live for him, and we can be the love of Christ to everyone around us, and that's what's going to change the world. Our world needs spiritual answers because we have spiritual problems. There's no politician There's no educator, there's no scientist that can solve our problems today because they're deep-rooted spiritual problems that need spiritual answers, but Jesus Christ can. Mm -hmm. And we can be his healing agent in this hurting world. Let's rise up, let's sing. Happy Easter, he is risen, he is risen indeed. Hey church, thanks for listening to the Woodlands Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. 
If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.